Welcome to Supply Chain Innovation. I'm your host, William Crane. Launching a new product is both an exciting and stressful time. In this podcast, we'll share tips, tools, and resources to inform you of the latest trends in launching new hardware products from idea to delivery. Each episode, I'll bring you the top industry change makers that are shaping the way we bring future technologies to market. I've designed this show to provide you with condensed, actionable insights you can quickly implement to drive business value. So let's dive in and explore how we can outlaunch the competition. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where in the world you are. Welcome, SCI listeners. Excited to be on site at Flexigate today with my friend Phil Ross, Director of Global Supply Chain Management at Flexigate. Uh, we're going to be talking about CADA and KPIs, a number of supply chain metrics and methodologies that matter. Uh, Phil has a wealth of knowledge in automotive as well as the broader supply chain management disciplines. It's super jazzed to get his perspective on a number of topics. Uh, Phil, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Phil. Really appreciate the opportunity. Um, always enjoy talking to you and uh, looking forward to today. So one of the things that, that in prepping for the show, Phil, uh, first off, I should say congrats. Because you're you're now at Flexigate, thank you, uh, with a, a wonderful uh, promotion to uh, partner with a great company that, that is a, a uh, juggernaut in the auto space for sure, Flexigate. Uh, so congrats on a new role for uh, global supply chain manager. Thank you, appreciate it. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on um, is a number of experiences you have, both in the past life at AM as well as Flexigate. Um, both uh, world-class tier one auto suppliers in their own right. Um, what excites you most, most is you look to opportunities at Flexigate. Uh, obviously, they've had a, a long history of having success, but what opportunities as you take on this new role uh, really excites you at this juncture? Yeah, it's a good question. But so, um, what, what excites me up front is I, I think Flexigate. Um, you do a little bit of research on the history, it, it has quite an impressive start. And I think that penetrates the, the business and the culture still to this day. And I, that was what motivated me, motivated me uh, quite a bit. So my intent is to build upon that. And uh, for me, I think we can make supply chain management a competitive advantage in the market. So how do you do that, right? You want the customer to be happy and you want to drive out costs, right? I mean, you boil it down, right? Yep. And um, but how do you do that, right? It's people and leadership, right? And we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that more and more. Um, but but really, it's to build upon what's already been done on you know, 60, 70 years of a few, uh, right? Success here at the <laughs> company, <laughs> right? And our, our owner's really done a phenomenal job, and has a great story. And, and to me, that's exciting. So so building on that comment too, one of the things that you've got in 21 years of experience in supply chain in automotive, uh, a lot of great years, multiple roles at uh, AAM. Uh, one of the, the things that, that I've seen you know, firsthand, and I want your perspective on this too, is large organizations like that have been successful for a reason, right? Uh, and they have some wonderful internal training, uh, whether it's, you know, hands-on direct experience or, you know, uh, just ingrained systems and processes, right? Um, what is, like, the one takeaway from your days at AM where you're like, okay, like, I'm bringing these skill sets as part of my toolkit. I'm not sure if they apply to the new role, but but 
based on what I see so far, these are things that I'm excited to share with others in the organization. Sure. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot at AEM, and I'll, I'll forever be grateful to a lot of people there. Uh, and, you know, and this question, I don't know if I can boil it down to one, but I, I came up with three. So okay, you get yeah, bonus, that's good. Yeah, get yeah. bonus pack. Yeah. Um, the first one is, I think, and it applies probably anywhere, I think, that supply chain leaders, as they evolve, need to also become at least competent mm. in HR and finance. And what I mean by that is be able to know the financial consequences of transactions, total mm -hmm. costs, blah, 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 you know the list, right? But but know money, understand money, it's important. Mm -hmm. And then second is also understand people, right? You know, when it comes to like motivation, retention, session planning, training, right? All that, all that stuff that goes into building teams uh, that can be sustained. Uh, somebody also told me, number two, somebody also told me once, because I struggled with this up front, um, focus on process, not result. And I was very much like, okay. here's the big shiny result. Like, I'm going to go get it. Boom. Yeah. Right? And he said, stop. Well, leader, you got to work on process. If you get excellence in process, results will come. And this guy is like brilliant, in, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And so that's um, that stuck with me. And I can, I'm using it now. Right. So, and then also finally, I would say applicable here that I learned there from some great mentors was um, I, I can't win the game by myself. Hmm. Right. And therefore, the power concept, yeah. the power of more is much more powerful than just what I can do. So how do I do that? So when working with people, it's going to be tough for me to do it for you, but I'm going to help you. I'm gonna sit there and help you, right? And that's 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 what I took from that. And I think that applies uh, here, and also it was strong takeaways from experience at AM. That's um, I appreciate. It. I mean, that's very obviously personal as well. I, I've heard the okay in purchasing, in logistics, in the broader supply chain management. Yeah. As you elevate finance, the numbers got to know those, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't heard the emphasis on the, the HR, the people side of things. And I think if we look at, you know, the labor shortage across manufacturing now, certainly we see it a, a platitude of, of, of supply chain subfunctions right now from supplier quality to, to materials professionals. Uh, just the ability to access talent, right, is a, is a big deal. Um, getting really good at that, get, getting good at the retaining and the training, right? I mean, that's super, super key. And the process side of things is so so uh, lean, which which I know, you know yeah. you're a big fan of as well, is um, that's sustainable. Right? So if you can teach people how to fish, if you can focus yeah. uh, the yeah. time on the process to build that that rigor into the system, right? Exactly. Um, what you can accomplish is, is, to your point, far greater than anything you can do driving, yeah. you know, the yeah. results, right? So, yeah, I have no chance alone. Yeah. I have no chance alone. Very cool. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. Okay, so this is a... a, a Again, when I really want your your perspective on this, and, and you were really helpful in in preparing, frankly, for today, as far as the the specific uh, questions and, and kind of things that matter, right? Uh, so KPIs, metrics, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you're in a new role. I uh, get a lot of great past experience too. But what metrics are you currently tracking, right? That are like, okay, these are the metrics that I'm really driving right now. And then, how do you see those maybe evolving mm -hmm. over time? Yeah. Okay, so um, some of the key metrics um, that pop out right now is uh, inventory turn, inventory accuracy, both on net net basis as well as an absolute, and then also on freight 
some of the federal key financial drivers of the NPNL or supply chain organization. But I thought about this a little bit in, in where I'm at now and what I'm doing. More importantly is the routine around the metrics. Okay. Uh, not necessarily the metric itself. And what I mean by that is what what is important um, how do we measure it? Like what mm -hmm. systems or where do we get the data, right? We talked a little bit about the, you know, with the PFTP and the software, right? I mean, where does the data come from? Is it easy or does it take the person 10 hours to get the answer? Right? Ah, you know, so how do you get that? Kind of important question. <laughs> right. yeah, and then yeah. what do you do with the gaps, right? And that's where like the problem solving and et cetera fall within. So to, to me right now, it's not an individual metric, but it's, the, the routines of managing by metric and understanding the business through it, right? And, and that is, um, it can be different to people. You know, sometimes it's tough to look in the mirror, but, you know, a good scorecard will have you look in the mirror and whatever it says, okay, no problem. Let's just build them on that. Uh, I appreciate sharing that because that, you just don't see that as much out there, right? You, I mean, we've all read the books, right? And they are helpful for that beacon of where to go, right? So if it's inventory terms, ah, okay, maybe you haven't had that experience in a past life, but that's a metric that I should track if I'm trying to accomplish sure. why, right? And the tools, right? We hear some of that, but you touched on that really well. What you um, articulate, I think, really well is how much time does it take for you to get to that KPI, right? Because yeah. as we see in automotive, time is money, but also yeah. back to your process comment, is that an art? to get that, right? Are we pulling data from right. the same place, right. right? And as we see really well here in Detroit, there's a lot of disruption going on, right? There's there's startups being created, you know, feel like every other day, there, there's you know, sure. ecosystems evolving. Um, our ability to get really efficient, right, at how we do that um, could make an impact now, but definitely, you know, in the future. Right? So how do we get that, yeah. those KPIs at our fingertips? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're catching up. Uh, the other day, uh, with a good uh, morning chat on specifically Kata, and uh, from a, not from a traditional karate sense, without that would have been interesting. Sidebar <laughs> discussion. Not that any of us, at least to my knowledge, are well versed in that. So, if uh, you know there were to be a street fight uh, to break out, Phil and Phil would not be the guys would probably call to save uh, said self. Uh, but it really was more of this this lean mindset, and I think a number of us certainly listened to the show. You know, very familiar with the, the lean uh, uh, methodology, very familiar with you know, the TPS, and a lot of us have gotten that exposure, uh, but kind of maybe a little bit less so, right? Because I get through some of the nuances and the mindset side of things. Um, on the improvement side, um, as far as the process, right, or the, the, the way in which uh, folks uh, go about uh, their day, right, and also the coaching side. So as leaders, how do we ingrain those habits? Um, and I'm super curious on this. Uh, I don't have any uh, background other than you know our, our conversation of how you're applying this. I'm curious to learn this kind of live uh, from you. Is as you look at Kata, how are you applying it today? Like, what do you see the value of as it relates to you and FlexiGate and your team? Yeah, sure. So first, uh, Kata is relatively new to me. I was introduced to it about three-ish years ago. And probably similar to many, right? You come up from a school that uh, I'm doing Kanban, I'm doing visual management, I'm doing 5S, I'm doing et cetera, et cetera, right? You got the whole toolbox, right? 
so this was a little bit of a different angle to me, right? And you know, I started reading and listening, and anyway, I, I it really kind of hit me. Like, yeah, this makes sense, right? I mean, and it, it applies to so much. And uh, I was I was very fortunate to have someone that could talk to me about it and sold it to me. I started drinking the clean. So how do we use Glacata? So, um, you know, supply chain also all, often boils down to a big math equation, right? Yeah. And the Kata approach is uh, a lot based on scientific thinking, scientific problem solving based off of whatever you're working on. So how do we convert NP&L supply chain resources from, I think this, I feel mm-hmm. this, it's probably this. Proverbially, I feel, right. So in, in some more of that scientific thinking, thinking through establishing target conditions, knowing my current condition, and then what steps am I taking and how fast do I go through that cycle, right, to get up that hill. Um, and so how we're using it now is I'm, Maybe I'm way off, but I'm drawing the bridge between like PFPT or scorecard and the Kata approach, right? Because if you boil it down, mm-hmm. some of the outputs of PFPT establish a current condition and a target condition. And they will clearly give you the instantaneous Pareto of where do I want to go, right? And then yeah. you go into the mode of what, what obstacles are preventing me from getting that next. And well, how the bottom go test them. Yeah. So um, that's the application of that. Kind of approach that I'm trying to learn myself through others. Appreciate that. I mean, there, there's I think with a lot of these, these certainly the, the mindset, the methodology. Uh, again, for those who aren't as exposed to you know some of these, these core lean principles, um, especially I think the stereotype with, with a, a kata is, is, is it's 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 qualitative. It's, it's not as, as quant based, right? But you just articulated really well. How do you Add that rigor uh, to that, right? So that it actually can drive those those results. So it's not just oh, we see waste to reduce waste everywhere. As you unpack that methodology further, there's a lot of rigor behind that scientific method, et cetera, that allows you to take those small steps forward on that journey, which sure. never, you know, kind yeah, of wraps up. So and fundamentally, it it makes sense. Like the more we practice something. The more we're likely to do it again, right? And that's that's what they say, right? I mean, every time you do something, you're a little bit more likely to do it again. So what are you doing? What are you doing to solve that problem? Solve that problem? Solve that problem? And eventually, you uh, it becomes normal. Yeah. Right. Big. Uh, at least, read I've done. You're gonna get your perspective on this. Habits, right? So like, what are those habits, habits that were yes. we might have to force them to delete that? I think yeah. karate is a fantastic yeah. <laughs> correlation there. Again, I'm not familiar with that, but maybe I'm thinking football or baseball or either sport that all of us have played. Insert there, right? Is um, whether it's swinging the bat, throwing a football. Those are little things that were taught over time, and eventually they just become rational, right? Mm-hmm. And so, kind of creating that environment. Uh, getting that current state baseline data. So this is where we're at. This is where we want to go. We don't have to have all the right answers, but how do we just make those little micro adjustments? And then eventually, right. it's we just intuitively react, right? All right. Yeah. So one of the things you have a, just a really wealth of uh, experiences, right? So so when we talk about experiences, especially in supply chain, and I had a, a mentor mention this to me the other day that um, have you had the same career? 20 times, or have you had actually different experiences? And we can get those experiences through a number of ways, whether it's rotating to a new 
supply chain subfunction, maybe a different part of the business, finance, et cetera. Um, one of the things that you have uh, gained some skills at is on the negotiation side. So as you're talking to 3PLs, 4PLs, partners on the logistics side, what are some takeaways from those discussions where you say, okay, this is how I approach those strategic partners? Sure. Um, you know, obviously, uh, transparency and developing relationships, right? So that's all on the softer side. And, you know, people talk about that, but um, I, I think it really boils down to, to numbers and math. And that's what can help out a lot, right? How can you take this, sure, the description of what's going on, boil it down into numbers and math, maybe then apply it to financial calculations or whatever, and then back right and then, you know you work on your what do you want what do i want how do we meet in the middle right and all that but i think at the end uh, the key would be to boil down what you're doing into numbers of math you know they teach a lot of culinary costs right and that can apply etc right efficiencies we talked about human uh, efficiencies right or human yeah. capacities right but that trailer on the road is really just a piece just an asset with capacity that you paid for, right? How did you use it? What did you pay for it? It's, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a grinding machine or a molding press in a factory. Right? It does, it's the same kind of concept. You paid for it, it's an asset. You expect output or service or whatever. And what do you, do you utilize? Yeah, that's that's an interesting just perspective there too. Because it's something that makes intuitive sense to your comment earlier. Um, historically in supply chain, we've used that same logic. Uh, time and time again, tooling, piece price, equipment, right? Um, why not externalize that to said partners with different types of assets, right? Sure. And, and you know, we see that different lens being applied across mobility right now, whether it's ride sharing or other things like that. So looking at all assets and really saying, okay, what value is that creating? What return is that creating to have more of those, those quant-based discussions? He said something I thought was really profound today. I'm not saying this to, to flatter you, but, but we had gotten to this, I think, really good uh, place uh, together about firefighting. Kind of, I think we're commiserating a bit of, of the proverbial, you know, how big is this hose and what, you know, is it smoldering? Is it really burning down? And, and some of these, this, this jargon is, is really just proliferates, you know, on, right? Of, you know, throwing some of the bus or how do we, you know, uh, provide the right type of feedback, right? And I think, you know, part of it's the volume, part of it's the, you know, culture, et cetera. Um, Mindset-wise, like, how do you, like, what are some specifics that you are doing and trying to ingrain your team to, to get out of maybe the proverbial firefighting uh, into a better place? Like, how, how do you ingrain that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, uh, Maybe particularly in automotive, but I spent my career in automotive, but firefighting. You can easily go find a fire if you try. No problem. You'd find one. Little fire, right now, bigger fire, you know, yeah. the, the forest fire or whatever. You'll find that. However, the, the, the message that sticks to me is that we, um, if we don't do anything different to help us get better or work on the processes and systems today, tomorrow we'll be the same fires. How could you expect anything different, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's, it's showing the motive to the person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll ask them, well, did you have a rough day today? What did you do today to make tomorrow not like today? That's not my job. That's your job. 
I'll help you, but that's your job. And if you don't do anything today to make tomorrow better, why would you expect tomorrow to be any better? And most of the people, they get kind of worn out by so much firefighting, right? I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it, it, can, it can be tiresome, right? It can wear you out, right? And most people want to have the fun with, like, I'm working on a project and this and that. And so that, that becomes their motivation. And then um, their first uh, uh, feedback is usually or their approach is, oh, wow, I don't see that, right? I mean, it's so big. There's so many problems. Yeah, there are. Fix one, yeah, and we, we like to say, you know, I, I don't think nor will I expect you to solve world hunger today. But in supply chain, feed one person today, and the next day, feed the next, and, and that's that whole right that cattle, right? I mean, we're yeah. going to that target condition ultimately to get to that direction or that vision, but it's the same thing, right? So, I, I think that's how you motivate them because. And naturally, people don't want to fight fires all the time and have all the stress and, and all this, right? I mean, they want to work on fun stuff, right? So it, it's it's creating a motivation for them. So spot on is it? See, just like the, what I took away from what you just said is, is really reminding people and sometimes being that it has to be a quote-unquote leader, but I think we're all uh, leaders uh, in our organization, we have that mindset of um, maybe reminding a, a colleague, uh, someone that, that works for you, uh, that you are in control to some extent, right? And I think yeah. in supply chain, we deal with such large, complex challenges, right? And we don't control everything. Like you've right. got a number of OEM customers where you can't tell them what to do, but you know, as far as their inbound shipments and things like that, you do control some of that to some extent, right? And, and so maybe reminding ourselves at time, especially when uh, things can seem uh, like the wheels are falling off, that we actually are in control, right? And, and to your good point, I think the, the world hunger is, is a, I can think of a better example of, um, no one has an answer to that, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, it's a fool's errand to think that we're going to solve that problem tomorrow. But if you can alleviate hunger in, in one area uh, today, this afternoon, and then Monday's going to be a little bit better, right? That's kind of a, I go extreme too, there's even one person, right? Yeah. But that's the analogy, right? Fix yeah. something today. Um, and, and then I think it's, it's also important once you start to see that a little bit and the ideas start to come, and I try and I'm trying to learn more, I try to hear and see those and grab them and say, yeah, exactly, you got it, right? Yeah, celebrate those, those wins, celebrate right? Those that, that's so wins, important, right? especially. Uh, now we've got semiconductor challenges, we've got all kinds of challenges across sure. automotive. It, 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 that sea of, of uh, doldrums can be a bit uh, of bear, right? I think, especially where I'm glad you said that. It's taking that, it takes a minute, right? Just to send a quick email or text message to, to a team member and just say, hey, good job. Right? That, that's, that's what we want to get to, sure. right? Um, especially on that, that, that journey, which is a, a long one for sure. Okay, so we touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, plan for every part, um, proven lean tool, have a lot of success with. Um, how are you using that tool today? How do you envision using that tool tomorrow? Uh, like all tools, there's all kinds of applications. I'm just curious to hear sure. your perspective. Sure. So today, um, I've been doing training sessions on PFEP and we start with going down a path of why 
important. And we start with, I use an analogy of what did you eat for breakfast? Sure. I'm using it for a while. I love analogies. So so what did you eat for yeah. breakfast? So someone always says, thanks. Okay. So that gives the inventory. Uh, how many did you buy when you go to the store? I know a dozen. Okay. Why didn't you buy uh, three million eggs? And then we go back and forth, right? So that makes the connection at home with their money, their warehouse, the fridge, their inventory, the egg that can go obsolete or go bad. I, you know, if mm -hmm. I make the connection, then we roll into PFP, right? So what is the right amount? And if you put enough of the right inputs in the PFP with good formulas, you get a suggestion. And then you find out if you're over below, right? And you try to bridge that gap. So how are we using it today? So primarily in three areas, one, logistics, freight, inventory, and finally shop for uh, storage strategies and management, right? So the three are really combined, right? They're, they're relational, right? They, what you do with freight is going to impact your inventory, impact your storage. What you do with storage might push back here, and they all go together, right? So we're connecting those dots through math and data, right? And uh, yeah, for sure, we're off, right? No problem, though. But then we get to work towards something, mm -hmm. a target, right? Understand that current state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, it's been really fun to see people start to understand it, right? Uh, so application. Um, Future application, um, in, in my mind, future application is not necessarily applying it differently. I think we have a long way to go with applying it, but how to, what to use to have a PFPP, how to make it more efficient, oh, data maintenance, right? I've seen that time and time again at different plants. When time goes on, you don't maintain the data. The next thing you know, you don't trust anything in there, and it's a start over. That's your you know, process comment earlier. It's the sustainability. Yeah. You know, look at that. It's okay. How do we establish a current state, which which you can do through you know, turning the midnight oil, and, and a lot of people get there. A lot of people can talk about a vision, but to your point, how do you sustain that? That is a different situation. Sustain that and the efficiency of doing it so that people are spending more time solving problems than they're spending on finding problems, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then how do we strike that balance between having some software that makes it really efficient? But yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, I like the usability of Excel. I like how it's easy to chop and filter and Pareto, and it, you can do, I mean, it's amazing, right? And some software applications I've tried thus far haven't been as useful, and I've found myself back in the Excel world because yeah. of that. I'd love future state, I'd love to find a way to strike that balance of it's really easy and intuitive and simple to move around and navigate, et cetera, but it's very efficiency, efficient to have. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you listed out from our, thank you for sharing that too, is like efficiency to get from data to known current state problem solution, right? And so um, there's a, in my humble opinion, not as much talk about Productivity as it relates to professionals in supply chain, we obsess about it in uh, right. manufacturing plants, right? right? I'm being the geek that I am. I've, I've dove into like how much time does it take to go from idea to task completion, et cetera, right? Exactly. 
and there's so much opportunity there to condense. And it's not about reducing FTEs necessarily or um, anything like that. What you're highlighting is how do we spend more time rushing it, <laughs> acting yeah. on stuff that we know the answer to, right? Versus I spent all week and I have this presentation for, you know, you felt right. Not not downplaying that work because it is what it is to get to an answer. And that could be the right answer and the appropriate amount of time to spend there. But if you can take a day, an hour out of that, right? Um, to your point earlier, math, right? Like that's more time to feel pressure. Right? Right. So, um, getting that balance is, is really key. So one of the things you touched on earlier was the people side of supply chain, which is, is arguably, and I mean, and I share this is the most important piece of that equation uh, to get right, right? If you want to accomplish anything, you know, people process and, and the tools. Um, as a leader today, in, in our current environment, like what skill sets do you look for in team members that are aspiring to join your team? Like what really gets you excited with, oh, like this gal really gets it, or like, man, I wish we had some more of this type of skill. Um, that you would really advocate that other professionals out there really, really strive to emphasize. Sure. Um, we're doing we're doing a, lot, a fair amount of interviewing currently for a variety of different roles and different places for different reasons. And I would say um, uh, the, the the deal breaker would be attitude and mindset. Those are kind of the, that's the key, right? Then if if you can couple that with some, um, I know. PFP, I've done some cost saving stuff. I can do, I can analyze some data. I know how an MRP works, right? I know some things about logistics. I know some things about this and that, you know, all, all these things, right? So some of that's really good, right? And I can do, I can do some of that stuff. But then attitude and mindset, I think, is, is really, is really where it's at, right? Um, without that, I don't think it works. Yeah, and I told you, so that you really get it. That is so refreshing, number one. Number two, like, um, there's a lot that I think many of us should take from that is, I think in supply chain, we're, we're really guilty historically. Oh, like, do you have experience with SAP or do you have, you know, this type of, of X-Belt certification? Those are good, right? But those are highly trainable. Those are like, I would say we all can get those. A lot of us spend a lot of time getting those things, right? But those are teachable, right? Um, mindset is difficult, but well, something any of us can control is inside someone else's head, right? Um, and so that mindset of the curiosity, right? That the, uh, the ability to be creative to solve problems that you and I don't even know about exist right now, right? I think that's what a lot of us are getting a, a front row seat to uh, when, when we don't know what the next black swan event is going to be, right? right? The people that are really thriving, and they're still having, you know, tough times and tough problems to solve, right? Man, they're coming up with a lot of really good answers to those questions, right? Uh, and sure. I think we're going to see more of that, you know, so that there's sure. more uh, creativity we can infuse in our organization is probably not, not a bad thing into the days ahead. Well, one of the things that really stands out in your career on the experience side of things is the amount of uh, program launches, right? So many of us have dove into uh, the deep end of the pool. It is an automotive program launch, and, and those are not uh, for the faint of heart. Frankly, if I look back across my experiences or some of the longest days and the, the most fun, <laughs> I think first learning in one day, um, just because there's so many complex problems to solve, like 
Yeah. Now, next minute, right? Yeah. Um, what are some of your big takeaways from some of the program launches you've participated in um, that have just really helped ingrain some of the, the mindset that you bring every day? Sure. So I, I've been fortunate enough to be part of uh, pretty successful launches and pretty unsuccessful. And uh, from both, you learn, right? And uh, when, I, when I reflect upon that question, I, I thought of three things. One is um, uh, collaboration with the customer. I think that's important up front, becoming teammates with the customer, not adversaries. So we're in this mm. together. Let's yeah. let, you know, share information with me. I share risk with you. We mitigate risk together, right? I mean, but we're a team, right? We're, we're after this together. Number two, I would say um, some things need to be done earlier than others to help be successful. So knowing what and when things need to happen, right? And some companies will have some type of uh, gate gate structure, program management, gate review type of structure behind it, right? There's Order of operations, recipe, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, so for example, like if you we wait till the end to hire people, or we wait till the end to Tell our suppliers what we need through our releases is kind of a problem. But if you do that really early, you got a better chance. At least we're in the game, right? So it, it's what is important and when is it important. Don't I can't be working on something I don't really need until a month before SORP. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm not giving the suppliers releases, and with lead times nowadays, right, it's pushing out further and further and further and further, right? And the hiring, right? We talked a little bit about people, right? So that's important. And and then I would say, uh, again, don't, uh, similar to a prior comment, you can't do it yourself, right? Learn how to engage others. So we are, um, we're, we just got the keys to a, a new building in, uh, I think, in Illinois, and we are, uh, we're going to launch there. Uh, uh, what I'm doing now, and I think it's important, is get a little a bit of everybody uh, chipping in to solve and be, work on that. So the yeah. logistics person's helping, right? The EBI people, the software people, right? Everybody kind of coordinates together, does a little bit. It's not overwhelming for any but any one person, and the pieces come together. So I mean, don't try to do it yourself. Yeah, get help. It's okay to it's okay to get help. For those out there that may be younger in their career too, or you know, we can all learn from this too, and that'd be a this really experience thing is that art piece of it, right? So your your customer has a certain uh, gate structure. Uh, they're all usually different flavors of one another, right? Sure. Uh, but they've got a process, a way to, to bake the cake, if you will. Um, but just because you have to do it at this time frame, the context, right, of the labor environment, the, the context of, of hey, electronics are mm-hmm. up there right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, applying that. Um, Bringing your full self to the table and, and, and having that open mind to say, hey, um, what is going to be more challenging? How do we get a little bit of a head start on that, right? Um, that art piece, I think, is that we can all refine that part of our craft a little bit more. And, and, and I would say, I feel free to adjust, right, over time with the context, right? Now Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll have to. Covered a lot of ground today. Um, what is the, the the one thing that you didn't cover 
oh man, I was excited to, to chat about that. Or I really want to make sure I drive this point home. And, and again, thank you for sharing so much uh, experience with us today. But what's like the one thing you really want to touch on? I think we covered some good topics. Um, you know, and I, I, I think uh, as the folks, uh, I guess, grow on seeing things in different ways. Um, but I think it's important uh, back to the people side to, to, to really grab on to some mentors. I think it's important to, to learn as much as you possibly can from different people. Everybody gives you an opportunity to learn from them. I enjoy talking to you, right? You have a different perspective, right? And, sure, and Vice uh, versa. You know, and, and, so it's just, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? It's, it's just continue trying to figure things out, right? It, it, we never, it never ends, right? So yeah. I, I think you covered some of the topics, and, you know, there's nothing really on that. Uh, we're just super prepping on that. Appreciate that. The one, one just, I feel like we come across these, like, little nuggets of information once in a while, and I share this too. Oh, man, like, I, I really, that that's fantastic, right? Where there's a little pithy way to look at something. One thing that, that uh, I came across the other day is this, this concept, it's not a new one, of, of this whole beginner's mind, right? It's actually a Toyota principle I, I learned over time. Um, I actually got this from an audio book um, from Mark Benioff, uh, who's the founder and CEO of Salesforce. And he said he learned it from uh, the CEO of Toyota, right? And they, they bring their, uh, they really approach everything, and it gets in the concept too, of being humble, being a servant leader, but learning from others, right? Mm -hmm. You said two things I think are really powerful on that is seek mentors. But a lot of us, when we think about mentors, we think of, of someone less hair, gray hair than us, right? Um, and, and those are, you know, there's a, a place for that, right? We can learn from those who have walked in our shoes before, right? Um, but you also said something that, that I think is, is really powerful on peer mentors, right? Other people that are in our shoes, um, younger, our same age, uh, we can all learn from one another. I think if we approach every day with, wow, what, what can I learn today? Um, those that work for you, right? Um, man, we're going to uncover a lot of stuff together. I think that that's really uh, just a powerful concept. So I appreciate you, you know, sharing that. So uh, thanks for being a fantastic guest on the show. This is fantastic <laughs> fun. Um, I look at this. Hey, we recorded our conversation from the other day that uh, we touched on a lot of these topics. And thanks for uh, sharing your point of view and wish you all, all success. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for your valuable time. I hope this episode delivered practical tools to help you infuse more intelligence into your product launches. Want to learn more or discuss topics or reviewed further? I welcome your questions, comments, and feedback on this episode. You can reach me via email at william.crane at industrystar.com, on LinkedIn, William, the letter J, Crane, J-R, or join the conversation in our LinkedIn group, Supply Chain Innovation, Tips and Tools for New Product Launches. Now go out there and outlaunch your competition.